The elephant has fallen, or is falling at least, from the branch of the Premier League tree. Gask has got the bottle out. We are going to be discussing the biggest game of oh. the season so far and what should have been on paper and in theory a close match actually turned out to be relatively calm evening for Manchester City first and second is it even a title race at this point were City just putting Arsenal in their place um is there are there still any positives to take from Arsenal are there still potential Premier League winners are they still in the race or is it totally over we're going to be discussing the match itself the ramifications therein Arsenal totally capitulating in recent weeks and also the mentality um uh, of this side and where it's all gone wrong for them uh, and whether City can do the business now. Speaking of it going wrong, I know it's been a minute since it happened, but United did crash out of the Europa League. Oh, but going through to the FA Cup final as well. Gasky's got his gears ground about that. Not necessarily the match, more the sort of aftermath. That's right, isn't it, Gasky? Yeah, the aftermath of uh, just just... Just people, people's reactions and over-exaggerations, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll chat about that. Newcastle battering uh, Spurs. This is it's, This has got to be some sort of like changing of the guard, the symbolic victory. Spurs, are they going to come out of the big six sooner than we thought? And Newcastle replacing them. And Chelsea with yet another defeat. Who would have thought? So many games to talk about. We obviously can't talk about everything. So we'll be focusing on the key action from mainly the top of the table. And obviously talking about United, Gasky's team. And answering your questions in Nobgas. Loads of good questions to get through. But Gasky, without further ado, there's only one place to start. And that is Manchester City 4-1 Arsenal. We will slander Arsenal. We will slander Arsenal, obviously. They have, they have to be slandered. Mm -hmm. and, and it's fun to do it, isn't it? Start a podcast about an Arsenal slander. Exactly. So, in good time. Let's first of all talk about Manchester City and how good they were and how just from basically minute one, they absolutely outclassed Arsenal. It wasn't even really a close contest. It wasn't. They they pressed them. They just... There was just holes. They just created... It's, it's unfair to just constantly, you know, say how bad a team is when another team is so good. But the whole, there was just holes in Arsenal's team. They were just, you know, and De Bruyne and Haaland just sat in the holes and it was, it was too easy. Like, you rewatch the goals and they were good finishes, but they shouldn't have had them chances for most of them. Like, the first, the first goal, he's surrounded by five players, De Bruyne, and all he does is take one big touch one way and then he's a shot. Mm. How, can, how can your potential Premier League champions allow that? It's... Uh, I, don't, I just don't know where it went wrong for them. Like, you'd, you know, like, like last couple of years when it's been City-Liverpool, you look forward to the game and you knew it was going to be just quality. And honestly, Arsenal let us down as fans of football when mm. you're expecting that type of match and it didn't happen. So just based on the, that fixture and the one at the Emirates, they shouldn't be champions just based on that. Yeah, it's really tricky to win the title if you lose both games to your title rival. Like, it's almost impossible. I'm not even compete. Yeah. In both games, either. Yeah, at least at the Emirates, the first half, they were good, I thought, better than yeah. City. But then second half, they just they were just nowhere. And they were nowhere in this game, either. Um, City set up very interestingly. Uh, there, there wasn't 
I mean, I mean we, we before we even talk about the match, let's talk about the pre-match thoughts between you and I in our in our oh, DMs. Oh, you were you were you were sweating, and I was like, "It's okay, <laughs> it's okay." But just so just so you all know, I predicted I predicted three 0 at half time, and I was close, mm -hmm. and I was also close at full time as well. So. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, you were just, yeah, Gasky was just messaging me going, oh, don't worry about it, you'll be fine. Da, da, da. I, I was threatening going, oh, but there's no Ake, what about Saka? We've, we've, we all don't have a left back. Kanji at left back? Yeah. Why is Laporte not playing left back? Yeah. And Akanji didn't have to do anything that first half, let's be fair. So Yeah, yeah, we, we'll get to Akanji and all, and all the brilliant individual performances. But yeah, going into it, I was more than happy with uh, a point. That would have been fine. Obviously, a, lo a loss wouldn't have been good enough. Uh, but... A win would have been like a bonus. I would have been happy with a draw because we still would have been in control of the uh, Premier League title race. But I, it, it was um, it was interesting the way City set up. As I say, there wasn't the three-two sort of box midfield that we're used to seeing. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, who's going to invert Walker, Akanji? What's going to happen? But actually, we we just sort of like lined up in a sort of four-two-four uh, setup, and Arsenal clearly weren't prepared for that. Uh, Arteta, you know, assumed that Guardiola was going to just play how he has been playing basically all season. But tr classic Pep, the, the biggest game of the season, he totally changes it. It's as if he's like, he's got this book of all these tactics in it and he's got like a plan Z at the back. And it's like, he was like a shadow striker role for De Bruyne where mm. secretly De Bruyne is playing Haaland's role and Haaland's doing De Bruyne's role. They'll come and track Haaland and De Bruyne will just move off. Because I've seen Sabitzer do that for United. You know, he kind of just distances himself away and he's the one that is going to have the shots and get into the box. And that's as if what they did. So De Bruyne scored two and Haaland got the assists because it just kind of, they couldn't figure it out yeah. how to deal with it. And I guess if Arteta knows all of Pep's tricks, then he's got to come up with someone new, hasn't he? So... Yeah, it was almost like classic Sean Dyche sometimes, wasn't it? It was your big striker, yeah. little striker, pump route one, pump it up to Holland. He win he wins uh, the header, the challenge. He plays it to Bruyne, the shadow striker, who, as you say, played a much more advanced role yeah. against Arsenal. And it just worked. And Arsenal were better in the second half with the pressing, and they were sort of able to deal with it. But the game was almost gone by that point. And even yeah. in the second half, even though Arsenal played better than the first, City still scored two to their one. So. Yeah, the issue they had as well was when you, you're 2 no down, you need to go and try and, you know, you can't lose this game. They know they can't with the games in hand. Mm. What do you do? You risk losing 4-5-0, trying to get a goal back, which is, again, 4-1 it finished, isn't it? So, or, or do you sit back and just take a 2-0? You're not going to, are you? are going to push, but then you're going to create more gaps, and you're playing into Haaland's hands then. Yeah. Creating space, so who should have scored about five. It was a, let's be fair, he had a bad game in front of goal, <laughs> uh, but they still win 4-1. So that just tells you how good they are. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's let's maybe touch on those individual performances now because Holland, I know he, he missed a lot. He did miss a lot. You're absolutely right. He probably should have got four or five goals, yeah. really, even before he scored his first. But actually, I thought that was one of Holland's best games for City. Oh, uh, he was. He just he was. He has games where he'll you know the games where he scores hat tricks and he doesn't do a lot. He scores a hat trick. He does his primary role. But all these people who say he's not good at football, he's just so oh. static. He proved in that game that he's got more to him when he needs to. But if the team's, if you're playing against a team that's a low block, he just has to stand in next to the centre-backs and put the ball in the net. Against these teams, he gets involved and he shows that he can do it. So people need to watch him more rather than just watching him score. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll understand. Yeah, and you raise a good point. It's something I want to touch on. Like, knob gas questions have sort of touched on it, but I don't want to like properly cover it now. 
it, especially on Twitter recently, there's this thing been going around where people have basically been saying Haaland can never be the best player in the world. He's never going to be, you know, like even the levels of Mbappe sort of thing. And they basically say, and then there's this weird distinction of, oh, but he's not a good footballer. Like, but he's a good striker, but he's not a good footballer. Yeah. I don't know what that means, really. Um, well, but here's, here's a comparison for you then. Here's a comparison. What does What's different that Haaland does to what Benzema does? Because everyone was acting like Benzema deserves the Ballon d'Or and like how good he is. But what's the difference in type of player, really? Benzema doesn't go and do because all fancy flicks. Benzema like that, really. has better dribbling on FIFA, probably. Well, probably is literally the only thing because the, on the field they don't do much different. They both stand up top, and everyone else does a lot of the work, and they put the ball in the net. So there's no difference. But people will praise Benzema, and it's it's jealousy. End of the day, it's jealousy because anyone would take Haaland That's in their stupidity. team. He's the, best He's the best striker in the world. End of the day. He's the best number nine in the world. Simple as that. Simple as that. And and, and it's almost like they're acting as if he's sort of all all he can do is put the ball in the back of the net as if it's easy to put the ball in the back of the net in the first instance. But they're acting like he's some sort of plank who actually can't do anything else other yeah. than score. But his, his link-up play and hold-up play has always been quite good. It's always been underrated. Is it like, you know... Is is you know is he as good as you know passing and dribbling and linking up players like Mbappe or Neymar? You know probably not. But we're acting as if he's some sort of Andy Carroll regen, and yeah, it's yeah. so disrespectful. Like we 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 said it when, we said it when we were chatting about uh, Berbatov. Berbatov was like that. He was he was a plank. He wouldn't move. But then he'll have these games where he'll have this amazing first touch. He can pass the ball, and there was that goal against Blackburn he scored where he literally started the attack in his own box and scored yeah. at the other end. And, you know, these players could do these things, but because they don't do them every single game and every single minute, people act like they can't do it. It's like, no, it's just he doesn't need to do it. Mm. Yeah, and he was fantastic against Arsenal. He, I know that holding was on the pitch, so, you know, Arsenal fans might use that as a sort of, oh, but we had holding. But, I mean, Holland, you know, they had Saliba at the Emirates, and Holland did a similar thing where he just bullied the back four. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make it... If you, at the end of the day, it, we... We, we both said this. We said this in, like, December, right? What will happen if you take out pieces of their of their team, pieces of their puzzle? As soon as Jesus got injured, I was like, what's happening now? And I was wrong. They still do it without him. Maybe Saliba was that piece, though. He took that piece out, and look, it's it leaks. Definitely. You know, it maybe you, you don't, you underestimate how much certain players do. But then again, we say it as well, they've overachieved. They, they shouldn't be. But for, a, for a young team with no real leaders, really, and no real depth about them, it, they've, they've done amazingly. They've done absolutely amazingly. And I'm not, not, I'm not going to say, you know, that it's a 0% chance they win the league. You never know in football. It's a very slim chance, but you never know. But they, they just need, they need years, but they've got to come back and they've got to keep doing it. They can't drift off. Mm -hmm. Liverpool did it over three years. Four years, didn't they, until this season. So you have to always be there. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into Arsenal and and then we can uh, make fun of them and laugh. Well, I'll laugh anyway because, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Mm. Um, but yes, uh, just going, going back to the match for a second. I thought basically every City player was excellent. Um, Kanji, who we will talk about in Nobgas, proved me wrong in terms of this game. I thought that Saka was going to have him, but... It was like maybe two occasions where Saka tried to have a go at City's defense, and Akanji was equal to him on both times. Even Jack Grealish was getting back and like and like nicked the ball off him one time. So Jack Grealish is pocketing Saka now, it seems. Um, 
uh, Diaz, excellent as always. Walker had a really good game. Um, some question marks about his game, uh, re uh, like games recently, because he's not been that good recently. But he was excellent. I, I barely noticed Martinelli on the pitch. Um, Rodri is Rodri, so you know what do you expect. Uh, Gundogan was steady. Um, uh, Jack Grealish, excellent defensively. Bernardo Silva was everywhere. Kevin De Bruyne and Holland, obviously the two superstars. And how uh, it's such a deadly combination clip so de bruyne got what two goals and an assist uh holland got um a goal the and two assists two assist. yeah. Well, yeah just absolutely ridiculous um oh let's just uh talk about de bruyne for a second who was excellent again and a lot of comparisons have been made the season between Odegaard and de bruyne one player shied away in the two biggest games of the season the other players got what four goal contributions in it and in in this like new role or seemingly of shadow striker as well um do you think gasky that de bruyne is now might be regarded as the greatest premier league midfielder ever i would say there is is yeah i think he's there he's there the way he's going yeah but yeah yeah you'll because he'll be at city another two to three years Four years, maybe, maybe for longer than that. I don't know, but he's there. Let's say he retires he tomorrow. Because yeah, if he's retires tomorrow, he's he's top three easy. So who's ahead of him currently? Do you play, think? Different, it's difficult. Cause they play. It's a difficult. It's a difficult comparison, is it? Because they played. They played different roles to how players play back in the day. So uh, if you go off, if we don't go off stats, but he does a bit of everything. Do you know, it's like holding midfield is quite a new role in the Premier League recent years rather than back then so obviously Scholes, Lampard and Gerrard people consider the three best and then they all played very centrally because it was always like 4-4-2 with mids rather than wingers back then you know Yaya Torre is in there because he was immense for them a couple of years he did um, but for, for everything he does you know he's I don't I can't think of another midfielder who does everything because mm. he you know he can go and play like we said shadow striker play off the striker does amazingly. He could play. He could play deep if need be. Can play well. His main role, he plays brilliantly. So it's diff it's difficult to compare with anyone because no one else does it. Yeah, really. So obviously, like comparisons with Odegaard, he does a similar. He plays a similar way, and he could potentially be just as good. You never know. But yeah, De Bruyne's in a world of his own in what he does. I can't, honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of another player who does a similar similar thing. Yeah, maybe you know if you if you're gonna push me, I'd probably say Gerard. Yeah, he, he was probably closer, and maybe I'll put him top two then because I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, well, uh, the tra <laughs> yeah. traditionally, um, you know, the sort of like people sort of go to is like Gerard and Scholes. I think. Yeah. For me, before the season started, because before before we even talk about De Bruyne, I always had Gerard as number one, Scholes number two. Um, before the season, I, I'd accepted in my head that he's now surpassed Scholes. Um, and I, I still wasn't comfortable saying he surpassed Gerrard. I think now, after this season, the way he's gone, he has, this hasn't even been one of his best seasons. You know, he struggled at times, but I think for me now, he does he, he does deserve the title of best uh, midfielder in, in the Premier League. And and then by extension, you know, he's obviously not as good as Henri, but I mean, if, if we just talk about oh, overall yeah. players, where is he? Overall, overall players, he's but he's de like definitely top five. Top yeah. three. I can't think of he's, too he's many all, yeah. more. Yeah, it, it's difficult. You know, people almost hate on it, but well, it, it's, but it might it be hurt. true. The truth, truth hurts. Yeah, the truth hurts. At the end of the day, he is 
he's that good. Yeah. Uh, Simple as that. I, I think he might be, yeah. and when, when he retires, we might be looking... I don't think he will surpass Henri, but I do think we'll be looking at him as maybe second best Premier League player yeah. ever. I don't know. Um, so that's KDB. And then, again, just before we go into slander uh, Arsenal, let's just praise Haaland. Talked by his build-up play, link-up play, fantastic in the game. Scored another goal. What a surprise, Gasquet, which now means... That's the record he, now, isn't it? 38-game record. In a 38-game 38. season, yes. Yeah. So he's broken Salah's record. But, I mean, from, you know, from like what, what match week five, the the real record has been the one that's been in City fans' eyes, and that's the Cole and Shearer record of 34 goals. Um, oh, he's, he's got like two, two more in the last... Yeah, he's done it. Oh, yeah. Come on. Hopefully, yeah, so... <laughs> Just and he even let his hair down. Do you see that? Like he let his whole hair down. Beforehand. He wanted to score a goal. He wanted to score a goal without his headband. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was like, oh, the, the flowing locks. It was it was so funny to watch. Principally charming. And yeah, just, just yeah, yeah, just a fantastic performance all round. I was nervous before the game. Clearly, I didn't have to be. Uh, City were just dis- destructive and excellent. Uh, and it's, it's this little was run they have at the end of the season, isn't it? It's these little runs they have it's at the end what, of the season where they just it's you know there's no. You know, fans get fear and people go, oh, look how far behind they are. It's like, but you know what's coming. You know, when, when he when he plays these matches over the Boxing Day and De Bruyne doesn't play, and he, like, plays 15 minutes in three matches, you know what's coming. Mm. You know, it's, it's just, he's just resting the beast, ready to unleash him on the league. It's as simple as that. Now, let's talk about Arsenal now. Uh, obviously, spent a lot of time on City. Got to spend a lot of time on Arsenal now. Um, I don't care what anyone says. They have bottled it. If they don't win from here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. Might be proven wrong, totally, but clearly the massive it's it's City's title to lose. So I think we've got to assume that, you know, from from this point, for the sake of this discussion, that Arsenal are not going to win the title. To be leading the Premier League title race from August, and they'll, they'll still be ahead in early May, Did, but, but not win it? the Did, title. I think it was ma- match week or something they were the leading for. There was three days when they weren't in the league because City played before them. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the only time they yeah. haven't been in the lead. They've been in the lead the whole time to not win it. And I think it was, was it I think it was the start of March when they had 43 points and it was no team has ever not won the league when they've been top at the start of March with that point Stella. And yeah. they've and if they don't win it, I'm sorry. It is you know, it's like it's like all all the fans now on social media are coming out saying top four was our main priority. It says, look, you've bottled it. It happens. Priorities you know? change. Everyone's exactly no, exactly. When you you can't just go, oh, top four. We're happy with top four when you're ten points clear at the top of the league. No, it says you, you go for the title. You're not just going to go, oh, if you drop off, it's fine. It says, no, you've bottled it. You're trying to just you're trying to cover your own pain mm-hmm. by just saying this is that. It says, look, you bottled it. How many teams have bottled the leagues over the last? 15 years so it happens it does. just because they keep doing it <laughs> doesn't you know change anything so it, it does but it's it's been so the manner in which it's happened has been so odd like you know uh, it's what is it what's that now four four games yeah without a win mm-hmm. three points in four games when you're top yeah not good yeah that, you know, that, it's like it's like when, it's like united in 11 12 because that was for now it's what six points clearly five to play and, so, they, yeah. and they lost on goal difference mm-hmm. so yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so so what? So, yeah, so the the thing is, it's not even been. You expect them to lose to the Etihad, whatever. 
But before this point, City hadn't even done anything. Like, we were playing in, like, the FA Cup and Champions League. So Arsenal had these games in hand, you know, against Liverpool and West Ham and Southampton. City were just, like, not, you know, yeah, from, from, like, a... Pretty, and then for, I'm sure City played one game in them since the... Was it the West Ham one? Something like that. They played one league game. So it's not even like one you look game. at the table and exactly. it's... And like, oh, they're right behind us. They've done it themselves. Yeah, it's it's been <laughs> up. They're, they're their own worst enemy. Like City have just like yeah. sat back and gone, oh, they've dropped, they've dropped points but, again. But Brilliant. Two of, their, two of their games, they took a comfortable lead. The mm. one of them, like games like the, the Southampton one, for example, they happen. You know, you, you just go, oh, what's going on here? What are they doing? You know, City have had games in the past. United have had games in the past where they just go behind. And it's like, what what's going on? But you've already on the you've already on the back of two bottled two goal leads. So you've now gone behind and conceded two again. It's just like what what's going on, you know? And they're now they're now conceded more than United, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, well they've conceded ten in the so, past four games. Yeah. Exactly. It's just it's like what's obviously they're gonna say Saliba got injured. Yeah, but that's one person. Shouldn't leak that shouldn't leak that heavily. Hmm. Doesn't stop you scoring four goals a game like you've been doing. Yeah. It's just it's just mental. Absolutely, yeah. And like the, these players just like didn't step up and just like going back to the city game you could even and even before like the, the way that zinchenko was distraught after he gave away that liverpool uh equalizer at the end like the the, the way the arsenal players like fell to the floor after the southampton draw almost as if like they knew that yeah they'd where, where's thrown your leader away. and it's like where's your leader in that where's yeah. the leader where's the person to big the team up yeah. In them situations. Well, well, well that's the thing. No. So outside looking in, the narrative all season has been City's title winners are now, you know, who are now at Arsenal, i.e. Jesus and Zinchenko. They are, you know, the leaders in the dressing room because, you know, they've been there, done that, they've won. That was the narrative that was being spun, and you know, Zinchenko does all the huddles, whatever you think of that, he does them. Um but there's a bit but there's a bit of an issue there with like Zinchenko being your main leader when well, first of all, it wasn't good enough to, to start for City, so that's a bit of an, an issue. But then, like, City players, sort of like little bro Zinchenko. And do you know what I mean by that? So, like, he'll be yeah. on the pitch, and they'll be, like, you know, joking around with him, be like, oh, you know, like, you know, like, I think it was, like, after the Emirates game, they were sort of, like, you know, like, grabbing his head and, like, you know, you know, as, yeah. as a big brother would do to a little brother, you know, like, sort of, like, he, Yeah, he's not, of he's not, like, he's not, he's nowhere near a leader at City. He's... You can't just expect to go. You're the you're a sub at Champions. I'm going to go and help the other team be champions. And I'm going to be the leader there. It's not, not going to happen. Yeah. You're going. You know, if you're the one that's going off because you've just been skimmed by someone, and then you're the one that's in tears because you're like, oh, I've just lost us the game. I just lost us three points. That's not good luck. You know, yeah. you you know, you should be when all your team are falling. Where's the person to be like, come on, right? We need to get our heads up. You know, get to a point when you're celebrating where you're celebrating clearances and. Everyone's, you know, buzzing about the situation, but no, it's just gone. It's just gone. It's just all oh, that's just gone in the space of two weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just on mentality, there have been glimpses. This whole, uh, you know, this Arsenal side is very young. Like yada yada yada, all that stuff. Um, you know, in the context of all this, by the way, they've obviously been very good this season, etc. Yeah, et no, no one's taken away. Giving them their plaudits, but there have been like glimpses throughout the whole season of like this like weaker mentality squeezing through like the sort of petulance like um as I, there, were, there was the there was the everton game when they went behind in that game and it was just it just was just poor no one was doing anything and everton you know new manager syndrome throwing everything forward the you know the fans are bigging up the team 
And then, yeah, they bounced back. They'd be comfortable against, you know, these poor teams. And when they were asked for a challenge, it'd just crumble. The City game, they go behind and they start, you know, kicking off at the City players and causing Surrounding trouble. Surrounding the ref like, all the time. Yeah, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're, you're in the lead, you're at the top of the league. Where is your player to be like, right, stop it now. Come on, we need to get our heads in it. You think Shaq is the one, but he's the worst of the lot. Yeah, so... he's mental. Exactly. So that's what they're lacking. Yeah. Someone just to calm everyone down. Yeah, and then like that—that that was best encapsulated right at the end. Foden and it'd only be on the pitch for like five minutes or something. So I have no idea why Ben White started. I don't know what the context is there, but for some reason, have you seen the clip, Gasky? Yeah. Better... I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't see where he's just walking off and he just runs towards him and says something, and Foden pushes him off. But it's not. Don't get Foden pushes him away. It all stops. Another Arsenal player gets involved. So the City players are like, "What's going on?" And then everyone just starts starting. It's like, look, I says he's said something. Foden's pushed him away. You just leave it there. Yeah. It. I just. I don't get it, it was so weird because Foden was like, he, he went to Trossard, shook his hand, like everyone's doing, you know, the post-match handshakes, and then Ben White just comes behind him and starts starting on him. He doesn't it's choose just, to go for Diaz or Hall, yeah, and he exactly. goes for Foden. He says something to Foden, and then Foden's pushed him away. Yeah. And like, like you said, it kind of brings up the whole why he got, why he left the England squad. You mm. know, and it clearly. I'll give Southgate his benefit. I'll tell you what Southgate does well there is he's keeping these players that cause these toxic players out of the squad. Like I said to you about the whole that Foden Greenwood situation, how Greenwood then never came back in the England team and Foden was. So clearly he knows the issues and keeps them away. Yeah. So clearly, clearly these players, he'll probably never play for England under Southgate because his attitude. Yeah. Simple as that. There's something going on there. Def definitely not sure exactly, but clearly, you know, it is. A bit cowardly as well to go for Foden, who's like one of the shortest players on the pitch, and rather than you know starting Holland or Ruben Diaz, it's, it's cowardly. It's cowardly to have your solution to getting battered to go and start trouble. It just makes no sense. Yeah, it was almost like they just couldn't like mentally deal with the fact that they've seen it's the title just slip. It's just happened so quickly. Like they were eight points clear. I know they're still technically ahead now, but they were eight points clear. Draw, draw, draw. Lose against your title rivals in embarrassing fashion. And that's the thing as well. You, you said it before. This isn't... You said how it was like a disappointment almost from a foot, from like a relatively neutral perspective, yeah. like a football yeah. perspective. This, I thought this was going to be like Liverpool last year. Really tight game, high quality ended 2 all. 2 all is probably a fair result. And even like in the 18-19 season, I know City won that game, but that was only 2-1. And it was such a, a brilliant game of football. You could tell these were two titans taking on each other. Yeah. Arsenal are not that. No. And, and to be fair, we all, yeah. we, we all suspected and knew that, but it's just a bit, as you say, it's just a little bit disappointing that it, they didn't put up a fight. It is. And there's just, I've seen... I've seen clips on social media as well, and they're all, they keep making, I've seen one that makes a comment on, if it wasn't for us, City would have just made us proper like a farmer's league, they'd be miles ahead, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's not the it's not the point. You're just making, you're just trying to make any excuse to make yourself feel better. So just look, just be honest. Your team have crumbled when it's mattered. Simple as that. We've both said constantly throughout the season that there's been, like you said before, glimpses of just, just of them struggling. Like, it, where it just goes wrong and there's no way of fixing it. And it's going completely wrong for them now. Put it this way, uh, from, the, from the last few results, if you compare them to all the other teams in the top, going for the top four, they've just had a longer, clear run than everyone else. United had that run from after the City game till, when was it, like, February, where they lost one game. They had a good run there. It's just, Arsenal's have been longer. <laughs> Simple as that. 
So that's how it's looking now is, you know, United win their games in hand, they're seven points behind Arsenal and they've got easier games. You never, if United catch them, I wouldn't be surprised in a way. Honestly, <laughs> it sounds Neville mental. Was right all it, sounds, along. it sounds mental, but I wouldn't be surprised because from just looking on the back of the last few weeks, they've still got to play, they play Chelsea next, don't they? And Newcastle then away. They've, got, they've got Newcastle away and I think they've got Brighton as well. So they've, they've got tough games. United have got some difficult games, but you never know. They, you know, they could get close to them. And I guess you know? that's, I guess that's the just... issue with the whole Arsenal. If you, if you still have, if you still believe it in the title race, you've got to assume you're going to win all your games. And, and I hope City yeah. drops some points. City could drop some points, but the way Arsenal are going, they're going to drop even more points at this rate. Yeah, yeah. You, they, they need. Put, I would not be surprised. Chelsea a bit shit, right? They've lost the last five games. I would not be surprised if they go and beat Arsenal. By the Emirates. That would be because hilarious. Way it's it? going. That would just be brilliant. The fact that, you know, to go and beat them. That's like, that's even worse. Because that's like a team that clearly can't win. That they just, anything they do just turns into shit. That they polish that shit pretty yeah. much for them. <laughs> it's just. I can, I can, I can see it now. Jorginho, the former Chelsea player, slips on the halfway line and Mudrick, the Arsenal target, surges in and scores the winner in the 90th yeah. minute. But, uh, that that would just be brilliant. That would be great. Just, it's, you know. But yeah, it's, do you, uh, Gasky, do you have a certain degree of... Well, I certainly do, to be fair. It's, it's more sort of like, oh, calm. Because at the start of the season, we were you and I were both adamant that Arsenal were not going to win this title. They might still do, obviously. Huge, you know, asterisk there. This is, this is not hypothetical that they bottled it. Yeah, so, how, how yeah. like happy and maybe smug are you that you and I were both like right at the start of the season now? I'm, I'm all because I'm relief. smug and relief happy. There. Yeah. There's relief. There's relief because I don't like to be wrong. I'm a human. I don't like to be wrong. Yeah, but it, it just it got further and further away from me. I was like, don't win it, don't win it because if if this podcast does well, I'm getting quoted <laughs> and I'm screwed. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad because. Um, I just, it's, to me, uh, to me is where I'm a neutral in terms of who's playing. Like, I'd, I want United to win everything. Simple as that. You want City to win everything. Mm. I'd rather them not win anything. So, from that point of view, yeah, I'm glad. Obviously, it puts City close to a treble. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> simple as that. But, yeah, I'm glad that I'm, I'm looking like I'm right, you know, mm. and that we're right in this whole situation because we kept saying after these results, they haven't played well. Yeah, it's just going. It's just going their way, which is simply what it's doing. And the last few games have proved that they're not the finished product. I don't think they think they're the finished product. They're not. They shouldn't be in a title race. Simple as that. No, no one should be in a title race really, because mm-hmm. no one's been good enough throughout the year. Arsenal, just like I said, have just had a better run than others. Yeah. So they could go to the end of the season now and win one game, and it's just their their run came longer than the others. So. And just on but that, yes, I am. I'm happy. I'm happy. Just on that, um, obviously the Arsenal side isn't the finished product. I know we talked about Arsenal for a lot, half an hour. This will be the last question I ask for you. Um, not the finished product. Next season, next transfer window, etc. Do you see Arsenal strengthening and therefore being a similar level and maybe becoming more like the finished product, or? Is this a flash in the pan situation, and are a lot of these players going to be regressing in terms of their level next year? Um, 
I I don't think they will. I it depends how how honest you want to be because I would say they've overachieved a lot, but I still think they'll compete like New Newcastle and United have been, where they've they're, they're there, they're involved in the top four. Maybe you know the gap won't be as big, but I think they'll be around there. But do you but think they'll be in a title race? No. Right. So so, no, the, so this honest, is a flash of the pan season then. Ne- yeah. Well. Yeah. In terms of a title race, yeah, but I don't think they'll. I don't think there'll be a Liverpool Chelsea situation where they just end up fighting with. Oh no, Brian. yeah, I don't think they'll capitulate. No, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll be that bad. But yeah, honestly, next season, you don't know who can compete with. Say, it's going to have to be. I just think it's going to be another team like Arsenal, where they'll just do to. They'll just overachieve because no one has a right to even be near them. Let's be fair. It's tricky, isn't it? So, there was a yeah. period, you know, like I guess the hope was, oh, City will require a whole season to transition to working with Hall, and it took it only took really there were a couple of shaky months, but it seemed they seemed to have perfectly. Take any time he scored four in two, didn't he, or something stupid like that? It took nothing. <laughs> but I mean, the rest of the yeah. team, as I know, he, well, no, yeah, he, yeah. he adapted fine. I mean, the rest of the I mean, team to took, him. Yeah, it took two periods of Holland can't do it. Exactly. So, hmm. yeah. I wonder if anyone still genuinely believes that. Of course Holland they do. Because he it, 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 it's of course they do. <laughs> they, they hate to admit the truth. Hmm. The guy, the guy is the best striker in the world. Put him in any team, makes the team better. Simple yeah. as that. We'll be talking a lot about Holland later as well. Um, we don't have too much time for the other games because we talked a lot there, but that's fine. We did. We were conscious to talk about that one. We'll get to United. Don't you worry, Gasky. Uh, it's, it's becoming a custom on this uh, podcast. Do you want to laugh at Chelsea just, just for a, a couple of seconds? Um, yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> Lampard's their coach. It's so funny, oh. isn't it? Um, Gasky, it's, a, it's a good thing that they sat Graham Potter, otherwise the results he, may have got embarrassing. Look, look at it. They're fixing everything, you know? I know. You know, 10 points for relegation now and they've still got big games. Ooh, it's getting it's getting risky now. Imagine. I wonder if these players in this in this Enzo Fernandez eight year contract, he's relegation of criteria. I, I fucking hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and uh, then oh. sorry, sorry, I cut you off. Then did you want to say something about Chelsea? Oh no, I was just saying about the uh, like ten points off relegation. Oh, of course, and they've got difficult games, and for some reason, all these teams at the bottom are winning games. Yeah, so. Hey, be, be afraid. <laughs> West Ham are coming for you, Chelsea. Aston Villa have already Forest. been and gone. Yeah, Forrester, Forrester. You know, you, you know, you just need to hope Leeds, Leicester and Southampton are just keep being shit. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's a good thing. And uh, I'm sure Chelsea will be better next year, but that would have happened yeah. no matter who was yeah. in charge because it takes a long time for players to embed. Well, like, even, even their situation as well, like Pochettino's your option. Like, Isn't I've got that nothing funny? Pochettino, but, but that's like, that is literally like, why get Pochettino when you have Potter? And that makes no sense to me. Like they're, in my eyes, they're very similar in how they manage a team. Yeah, they're a project manager, aren't they? Like long exactly. term. You sacked a project manager to go. What shall we do? Let's bring in someone temporarily who doesn't know what they're doing. Why we look for another project manager? Yeah, just makes no sense. Bizarre. Let's get Spurs this sloppy seconds and get. Poch, I don't know. But speaking of Spurs, I, I think that uh, Potter should go to Spurs, to be fair. I think that, that would actually make quite a lot of sense. Potter or, I think, Nagelsmann, one of them two. One of them two young young managers with a project. That would make sense. That's what Spurs need. Yeah. yeah that needs, like, um, what's his name? Randy said about United, it needs open heart surgery. A lot of these teams do. Yeah. And I just, I just think Potter, because Spurs don't like to spend a lot of money, Potter's worked on low budgets before, yeah. could make... 
Uh, some sense be at Chelsea are, are hilariously bad. Just wanted to quickly chat about them because they've lost yet again. Ha 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 ha. Uh, and yep, just on Spurs, they got absolutely battered by Newcastle. Normally, this would be like a game to talk about in its in its own right, but we had a lot of title race chats. Um, so we'll just briefly talk about this. And that only took 20 minutes. Yeah, that was gone, wasn't it? I, I wasn't mm. watching the, the match. It's like you messaged me going, um, Newcastle going for the record. I was like, well, what's happening? I, I, I've, got, I've got a very nice story for you. I knew the game was coming on, and I thought, oh, right, okay. Early kickoff's coming on, right? I literally, while they were, you know, like they're lining up and the camera's going through them all and they're showing the lineup. So I thought, right, I'm going to go and make myself a drink. I went to the toilet. I came back. I sat down. I thought, okay, I'll put the, get my Sky Go on and watch on my laptop. 3 0. I'm like, you know, it's... It was ridiculous. And I also saw a story as well on Twitter that apparently someone had gone to the petrol station, filled up their car, got a coffee, paid, come back to the car, and it was 3-0. No, no, actually, might be, that might be 5-0. So it's 20 minutes of him filling his car up, going in a coffee yeah. and coming back, and it was, you know... Ridiculous. I mean, uh, you saw a celebration from uh, e Isaac. He was just like... It's just... That, that celebration was like... It was like What's going like, on? What? Yeah, and, and this was a, a very symbolic match as well because you know we've, we've talked about it many a time. Newcastle are inevitable; they're coming for that big six spot. Someone's got to drop out. You don't want to be weak when Newcastle are sniffing around. Yeah, and, let, and can I just be fair as well before people start going about the oil money and all that rubbish? They've not even started. Yeah. This is this is them having. Like I even said at the start of the season, Eddie Howe isn't a long term solution. I still don't think he is, but. He shows that they've already they already know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it took it took City longer than this to even get the ground money when they yeah. got there. You know, when they got the money, they, they were just they were just they didn't they had money they didn't know what to do with and just yeah. started buying players. And mm -hmm. Newcastle have clearly used that and gone, let's be smart with it. And they have they've mm -hmm. signed players that they haven't gone and gone to get a stupidly big name. They've gone to I think it was Marseille Leon. I can't remember to get Grimmerace to start with. Yeah, who big bigger teams wanted. And then Isak, who bigger teams wanted, young players who were going to be there for a while and are probably going to get Champions League football at the first chance of asking. Yeah, and Spurs dropping out. Oh. Uh, are, are we both thinking Newcastle now basically nailed on top four this season? I I do. I think the top four is done. I agree. I think. Yeah. I think it's done. Definitely. Uh, we'll see tonight. Hopefully United win tonight. Against but United, shit, United are shit away from home. So, <laughs> and speaking of That's United cool. being shite away from home, uh, it's been a big week for United. You know they are through to the FA Cup final, lovely, uh, beating Brighton on penalties. Um, but they are also they did also crash out of the Europa League after giving up a two 0 lead at home, and then just and then just being a, a, a turnover basically in Seville. Um, Gasky, yeah. talk to me about sort of like that do you actually care because it's the europa league and you also want um, to yeah no, have I a care. go at some people um I, I care it's the issue i have is it's not them losing it's them losing it's mm. the manner that they lose games like i can't think of a game this season that they've lost where they haven't been embarrassed and that's my that's my worry you, you know teams don't win every game it's, you know teams don't go invincibles you happen you get losses in games but not in the manner that they're losing them. That's that's the problem. Like, there's, I don't know how they can go and have a bad start or concede and then just crumble so so easily. You know, like that game against the village was just a mess from two players, pretty much, and the rest of the team just couldn't cope with their press, and it just went tits up basically. 
which if if it wasn't for the 7-0 and the 4-0 against Brentford and the 6-3 against City, that game I'd just be like, what an absolute mess. And then you leave it. But it's happened too many times. And Ten Hag says as well that they need to learn like how to... It's a, men, it's a mental thing, pretty much. And it's in the last week has proven that Maguire is the problem because Lindelof was fantastic against Brighton. So it's clear him and then you put Shaw next to Lindelof and it works. So I hope that's the centre-back pairing tonight. To be honest. Yeah, it's just a massive indi- oh. di- indictment, isn't it, on uh, Harry, yeah. Harry Maguire. Uh, it, in fact, Gassi, could you have a bit of a rant about Maguire for me just because Mrs. Nobbins has got some food for me? So you rant about Maguire for like uh, 30 seconds or so for me. <laughs> Maguire is poo. Maguire is a fridge, a very rubbish fridge that doesn't work. And I've had enough of this fridge. Okay? He's not good enough. He's, he's the, what's going to come out of Nobbins' ass after he's eaten that? <laughs> <laughs> he's what Maguire he's going to have Maguire rate, rate the plate these are chicken tacos they're cracking are they, oh I, you go for the soft taco shells I like it oh yeah I, I, I like I like. I prefer soft taco shells to hard taco shells uh, is it yeah, easier to grip less mess let's be, let's be fair when I have those when I have tacos tastier. I, it, technically the wraps because I just make them into yeah. a wrap I don't eat them as a that's basically what this is yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a chicken wrap with some uh, like a uh, not garlic aioli but yeah, you know what I mean. So, you're right when you say this podcast isn't like any other podcast <laughs> <laughs> tangents. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I was saying, yes, this is the problem. You know, this is the problem. Like, th- as long as Ten Hag's allowed to do what he wants to do, which is just amount of the team. The fact is, he shoves Maguire straight on the bench is one of the first things he did when he took over. Mm-hmm. It's a good sign. It's a good sign, and that's a start. He'd rather play Shaw at centre back than play him. Simple as that. The goalkeeper situation needs to be sorted. Yes, because De Gea is that, a de- man. That definitely needs to be sorted because it's, you know, you can, you can get a shot stopper from anywhere, but he's not a modern he's not a modern goalkeeper, right? He's been he's going to be a legend at the club, simple as that. But he's just not a modern keeper. You know, no. people will constantly praise saves he makes, but he's been out of date for like around five years ex- now. No, ex- exactly. Like you can, you, yeah, okay, you can save shots. Any keeper can save shots. You know, you just can't do anything else. They struggle. They struggle to do anything else, you know. And then you build up. It's like when you look at the the, the first goal against Sevilla with Maguire losing the ball, right? You can comment on whose fault it was all you want, but at the end of the day, he's played a very dicky pass to him to start with. Yes. And then Maguire's thought, "I'm going to take these three players on." Maguire thinks he's, he's, not, even, he's not even. He's not even scanned once. Whereas. I've, there's a clip of Martinez doing it against Betis. He scans and he knows exactly where he's going to go when the ball comes to him. And that's the and that's the big difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, that, that's what's needed. And then that's, but again, it, this is this is what I mean when I say about projects and what Arteta has done at Arsenal, for example. Let let them dismantle the team and build it. You yeah. know, don't just stop this Give summer him and be time. like, yeah, don't just stop in the summer and just go right. You've had what you've had what you've got. This is your team now. You got to get, let him get players out the door. Let him bin off what he doesn't want. Yeah, you know, simple as that. So if Gasky one dream signing. It, which is relatively realistic. You know, you can't have Haaland, for example. One dream <laughs> signing which could transform this United side. I know uh, I know, they need more than ooh, one, but if you could only pick one. one. Because they need a striker, but they also uh, need a goalkeeper. I, Harry Kane. Striker, first and foremost. So I, I, just, I just think, if you if you sign Harry Kane, he, he give, at least it gives you the... Let's say, let's hypothetically speaking, let's say end of the summer, the only sign they get is Harry Kane. Then at least with De Gea in goal and he wants to go long ball, at least it's better than just going back to the other team. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, and also the amount of chances they create, put the ball in the net. It infuriates me. Mm-hmm. They'd be in a miles better situation if they could. Like they create they make such good chances and then it's just they become idi- idiots when they get to the box. Like yeah. they don't know what to do. Yeah, so, and so, that link up play with uh, Jack Grealish uh, Jack Grealish, uh, Ra- Rashford as well. That'd be nice. Kane yeah, exactly. and Kane and Rashford. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So that is United. But who knows, maybe they'll get a win against Spurs uh tonight. Um but didn't you have a specific rant about something, Gasky? Uh my I have a rant about fans making taking witch hunts against a whole squad when that that game against Sevilla was a mess and there's been lots of messy games yeah and Maguire and De Gea created the problems the team played poorly but I'm sick of people just you know giving up on players completely like it was like you know you can say you know De Gea sick of him he's done with him now you know legend of the club bye Maguire we already know how bad he is simple as that but then there was people taking pots at Sabitzer and you know oh Absolutely, you know, oh, absolute crap. You look at this, look at his passing stat here, blah, blah, blah. It's like, why? I said, he, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have scored two if it wasn't for him. Yeah, he's, says, he, he's he not grafts, the problem. He's grafting a lot more than others. I says, you've got to, in terms of players, you've got to find that fine line between effort and quality. Like, you've got different people on the different, like the different, the spectrum on the different ends of it. But Ronaldo, in quality, was very high, but his effort was very low. So he just got in the way at points. Mm-hmm. Right, Vegas to the other end. The yes. effort he puts in and the passion that's there, but he's shit. So you need to find that fine line of getting both out of the players. Sabitzer is he's closer to the middle than anyone else. You know, he'll run for ninety minutes and he'll play a good pass and he'll put the ball in the net. Yeah, and that's what they need across the pitch. You know, and these like Delo can do it, and Casemiro's like that. You know, they'll put you know the effort there and then the passion will be there, and that's what they need to get. They need to get these. And they, and they help keep the positive attitude up. Like Rashford's just gone quiet again because it clearly it's a mentality. It's, it's been a it's while, a mental, hasn't it? Because it's a mentality thing, isn't it? You, you've been at a club, you've seen so many different managers, and your head's just gone because you don't know where you don't know where you're staying or going. Type thing. So mm. you just that's why you need to give manager time. Otherwise, these players are just heads will go down in the space of two weeks. Mm, definitely. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about United, Gasky, before we move on to viewer questions? No. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy that I've had my rant and we've got a cup final to look forward to and hopefully hopefully beat top Spurs and top four's done then I'll be happy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for me top four. I, mean, I had a look. You've got to drop a lot of points to not get no, top four. I think like, you'll be fine. Yeah, they've got another. What is it? The Tottenham game and then I think it's Brighton and someone else they've got in, in hand. You win two of them. Yeah, yeah you're fine. I mean, even if you beat Tottenham, they're done because yeah, one will catch. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and at least a league cup. Maybe an FA Cup trophy as well, and even maybe stopping a potential Man City treble. That'll be worth its weight in gold. <laughs> but that's not for we'll a while. FA Cup final. Yeah, plenty <laughs> of games. June. Indeed, yeah, plenty of football to be played before then. Plenty. Uh, let's move on to Knob Gas viewer questions. These are my supporters on Patreon. If you would like to support the Patreon, links in the video description. You can get lots of perks, such as asking questions. Um, and yeah, I'm going to continue eating my tacos whilst Gasky's answering some of these uh, questions specifically. Uh, and the first one is for Gasky. DR asks, what's Gasky's uh, NBA knowledge, so your basketball knowledge, and what's your opinion on the sport generally, if you have an opinion? My knowledge my knowledge is that people are tall and they throw a ball into a net. <laughs> I, have you I ever, don't really watch NBA. I, I was going to say, I've, have I've you seen, ever watched? I've seen bits. 
but I, I want to say, man, I haven't, you know, it's a, it's interesting because it's very, very end to end, and it's, you know, mm. I can see why people enjoy watching it. Just it's it's a sport that's not big here, isn't it? So I just yeah, never really watch it. You're quite big on and, NFL, NFL, aren't you? NFL's my NFL's my sport. Yeah, it, from like American sport. Yeah. I've so. recently not been getting into basketball, but I've always, you know, had a basketball team by which I mean I own a hat with the logo of it. Um, but recently I've sort of been watching some basketball. Sometimes Ooh. it's on Sky. It's the playoffs right now, and I've been enjoying it. And I actually think it's quite fun. Um, the, the the constant timeouts are really annoying because they, a team can just call for timeout and that pauses the, any momentum in the game. And the adverts are the amount of adverts is outrageous. Welcome to American sport. I know it's just <laughs> terrible. But but N- it, NFL's like that. An NFL game is three hours long. I know. And whenever there's any break, it's like five adverts. I know. I tried to watch a Super Bowl. I gave it like half an hour. It's like is is but, uh, but with N- what, sorry go on yeah what, what's good is if you watch when the games are on a sunday night and you can watch you put it on like it's called red zone and all it is is they'll just show touchdowns and plays and red, then red zone sounds like a, a porn website <laughs> red zone no, red, no it's called red zone because it's yeah it's just mm. because it's the end zone red zone is what they call it mm, okay I'll, I'll have to take your word for that I'm not just okay. <laughs> I wonder, you've literally got a red light in your room. Do you know what it means when you put a red light in your room? It means I've got a lady over. <laughs> no, it means that you're... It means, well, you know the red light district? Yeah, yes, yes, it's... Uh, well, it's just... You told me to get this light. I'm not having this slander, okay? <laughs> okay? Gasky's I'm not having this. Gasky's a prostitute. Oh, hey, what I, I do believe... in my body is my concern, not yours. Believe... Hey, I'm all for it. You make that bread. You do that. Uh, Miz asks, do Arsenal deserve the title? Probably not. No. They're just a very good best of the bad bunch, I would say. They deserve to to win it if they win it, but I don't think they're going to win it now. No, they they deserve to be where they are because they've been better than than everyone else by City, to be fair. Mm. But, you know, you've, you've got to... To beat City, you have to get at least 95 points. Simple as that. Something like that. 100%. Um, Will asks, who's the best manager of all time? Brackets. It's Pep. Close brackets. So, Gasky, what... So, I mean, I guess it's going to be... It's got to be between... If you don't think Pep is the best manager, you've got to at least think he's second best. best. Well, they're best manager of all time. Like, yeah. No, yeah, he's up there because it's... It depends how you define it. Like, it's like saying who's the best player. Like, do you go off? Do you go off what they've won? Do you go off their records? What do you go off? Well, it's Messi, He's up there. It? Of course he is. Of course he is. Well, yeah, because Messi's done everything. Yeah. Like, Pep, you know, Pep's done everything. It's, it depends how you look at it. Like, because I've seen there's lots of, I think there's like a discussion that's going on on Twitter at the moment because people say like, oh, he invented this type of football. He's invented this type of football. You know, you know, like, for example, Silas Ferguson's gone through three generations of different fo- types of football and he's always been at the top. Right. Which is, you've got to look at as a very amazing thing he's done. Mm. Pep, Pep took football and he, he, he birthed like the typical 4 3 3 of a holding midfielder. No, Premier League did not have holding midfielders back before Pep. They did, he didn't, he didn't really, it wasn't a thing. They weren't as you know? common, that's for sure. It was 4 4 2 was the way to go. Simple as that. It was two, two midfielders, two strikers. And now 4 3 3 became a thing with a holding midfielder, you know. And, and he, he's brought that to the Premier League. He, he made that what it is. And he's up there. Of course he is. He's one of the best to ever grace the game. People, you know, people can sit there and moan. Oh, he's just spent loads of money. He's not done it at other places. Doesn't make a difference. He's, if, he's, if he's one of the best at his job, 
he's going to go to the best places. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mourinho's been to all the best places, and now he's at like a Roma because he's, you know, Pep might end up there in 10 years' time. He might end up going somewhere else. He, he might end up going he, to like he, a Roma. He won't because he will never be washed. Mourinho is washed. I don't care. The Mourinho Guardiola comparisons annoy me. Uh, different tier, different tier. Mourinho is not elite anymore. Um, he's a dinosaur and wasn't able to move. It's, it's like it's like the it's like the arguments we have with with our debates we have with footballers. You know, Mourinho had a very sh- like a very small period of time where of how good he was, and then well, from what oh five to twenty ten, mm. like five years, of very very good. Whereas Pep's been doing it since two thousand and what two thousand and seven, yeah, constant around then, fifteen yeah. years. There you go. That's my boy. I think I think he will end his career as the best manager, no doubt, in my head. No, the way the way he's going, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jack asks, "Can you do a worst Premier Eleven draft?" We will, but we'll have to do that for a, a whole set a segment because that's quite a, a big one to do. But we will do that. Uh, that may, uh, you're gonna have to make me think there, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll join questions here because Pim asks, "Who's the best bargain in the last ten years? No haul and allowed." And in a similar vein, Jack asks, "Is Akanji the biggest bargain of the season?" I think he's got Akanji's got to be fifteen million pounds. Got to yeah, be the bargain I, of the I, season. Yeah, there's no def, definitely. If we're not considering he's played Holland. nearly every game. Yeah, yeah. Pep, Pep, that, Pep yeah. trusts him implicitly, which is yeah. you know very surprising, yeah. but uh, it's happened. Pep's back like ten, ten years. I don't even know who. I don't even know what's happened in the last ten years. Uh, Kante, Vardy. Yeah. You know, going to was, Leicester. Was Mares? Mares was two hundred k. Mares to Leicester. Yeah, that whole Leicester team. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um Players on a free transfer, probably. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a few. But I think. You, I think you've got to look at that Leicester team. Zlatan. <laughs> Zlatan. Um, yeah, I think you've got to... one, two things. That one, two years. Um, I think it's got to be that Leicester team. Really, yeah. so many bars. No, yeah, there. you look. You look. Yeah, you're looking at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can even say Salah for like what was it, 30, 40 million Relatively, that's not too much. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah, it depends how big of an impact you're expecting as well. Yeah. Exactly. Like for to sign to sign Mares from the second division in France in the championship to then winning winning league, winning the league, then him getting sixty million for him to City to then win leagues again. Mm. It's I think I think that one wins personally. Definitely. Uh Kante asks because Leicester players, Kante asks, was the Ashley Barnes handball a handball in Blackburn versus Burnley? Yes, it was. Blackburn were robbed, in my opinion. It was the most blatant handball I've seen. Don't know why VAR isn't in the championship. That's odd. Um, and if, again, we can sort of combine these because it's very similar from Will and Moe. Uh, Will asks, does Haaland have GOAT potential or can a player like Haaland never be as good as Messi? And then Moe asks, at what point do the sheer goal-scoring numbers of a player outweigh overall play? So, my, so the first take I have on that is... I don't think any anyone in our lifetime would be better than I, Messi. No, no. But I think. I, but there's no. Yeah. Sorry, Gasky, go on. I was just gonna say, like, he he has the potential to be up there with like, you know, the Ballon d'Or winners, basically, because yeah. the Ballon d'Or winners are your best ever. Yeah. He's got the potential but, yeah, to be the it. best player in the current crop of players who are playing. Yeah. Messi and Ronaldo are too far ahead. Like they are yeah. ridiculously far ahead. Like you, he would literally have to be. But I think people say he has to be perfect for 20 years. Like, pristine. Mm-hmm. Gasket, I've got taco in my mouth. I need you to keep talking. I'll do the second question as well. I've always hated that question. The question of 
goal scoring against overall play because goal scoring is part of overall play. Mm. If you're an amazing goal scorer, that is you again. We were saying it again. His job is to score goals. Obviously, it's about Haaland. You can tell. It's a. It's his job. His job is to put the ball in the goal. Yeah. Right. If he's the best at doing that, he's done his job. It's like a, it's like a centre back, right? A cent, a cent, what's a, a centre back has a job, which is to stop the ball going in the net. Yeah. To have an the aura. Team clean sheet. Oh, Van Dijk's yeah, case. Certain, certain defenders have auras, <laughs> but because of the way it's weird because of the way the game's evolving you know the bo- everyone's a ball player like everyone gets involved nowadays you know you have fullbacks that invert centre backs that are able to pass a ball and, and ex- you know stuff like that but you know still a striker still has a job to put the ball in the net if that's we don't know what Pep's tactics are only he really knows and his team that hmm. if he just basically sets his team up and tells a striker tells Haaland put the ball in the goal please and he does, and he's scoring, scoring 50 then he's done his job. He doesn't need to be fancy flicks and scoring the best goals ever seen. Doesn't need to do any of that. Yeah. So I, I don't think Holland will ever eclipse Messi because Messi's Messi. But I don't see why he can't be regarded as the best player, you know, in a certain time period. Obviously, you know, when yeah. Messi's like retired and stuff. So, you know, if, uh, over the next five years, 10 yeah. years, I don't see why he can't be regarded as the best footballer. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't think he'll be regarded... Yeah, I don't think he'll get anywhere near Messi in terms of goal, goal, like, how good he is, like, in terms of quality. But he will be... I think Haaland will be, like, 600, 700 goals. Simple mm. as that, you know? Like, up towards kind of, like, the Suarez area, you know, and above there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, w- yeah it wouldn't surprise me if... I think he could get to R9 Ronaldo. Yeah, well, he's, of... he's the one to catch. End of the day, he's the one to catch. I think so. At the moment, Haaland's lost catch. Yeah, definitely. And and this goes into the whole... We touched on it in the Arsenal City section, but the thing that's been going around on Twitter where people are saying, oh, he's never going to be the best footballer because he's not a good footballer. He's good at putting the ball in the back of the net. He's playing the bloody... That's, again, that's part what of the game. What does that mean? So, when people say that, first of all, it tells me you don't know what you're talking about. But secondly, it tells me you're valuing aesthetics and what's pretty on the eye over... And you're defining that as being a, quote, footballer rather than acknowledging that, well, putting the ball in the back of the net is also being a footballer um, and, you know, having brilliant hold-up and link-up play and being strong is also being a good footballer and, and, you know, scoring like 50-plus goals in a season is being a good footballer. Let's let's look at it from the other end of the pitch then, right? Right? Goalkeeper, David De Gea, right? He's very good at stopping the ball going in the net. That's a goalkeeper's job, right? No one will say he's not a good goalkeeper. Because his job is to put the ball in the net, right? But in certain situations, you need more than that. Do you know? He, if he was the best ever, like a, the Messi level goalkeeper, it wouldn't matter if he couldn't pass a ball for shit because nothing's getting past him. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, the other end of the pitch, Haaland's a goal scorer. He does his thing. And that's what he's been doing. And he does it better do. than anyone else. And he's, and he, he's still he's good at bloody football anyway. Yeah. Like, he's, 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 he's good at Arsenal, you know, he's being around players. technical and all that stuff. He yes. is. How many players have five people around them and he can just bulldoze through them? Holland has as many assists as bloody Udegaard this season. Exactly. So, so exactly. he's got like tri- more than triple the assists of Harry Kane. So we're acting like he's this plank who just can't do anything. It's bollocks. It annoys me. Um, it's it's this obsession with what's pretty, like the Mbappe Holland one. There's another one. Then who's the top goal scorer in Premier League history? Uh, uh, Big Allen. Yeah. Was he good? At, was he good at football? Well, yeah. <laughs> he was. He wasn't. He wasn't pretty. 
Yeah. No. But he was a very he good was... footballer. Exactly, yeah. People say he's a good footballer, yeah, but he didn't do anything special. He put the ball in the net. That's why he's on, what, 260 goals he scored. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It, it just, it just, I just think it's, um, I think it's like snobbiness, really. And I think it's like, oh, it, it's... but Mbappe can dribble. He's jealousy again. So? Jealousy. Like, they, so they want him what? I, yeah, I know so. who I'd rather have in my team, and, and it's not bloody Mbappe. I'm gonna cry like a bitch baby. Obviously, not obviously, playing you, you'd take, obviously you'd, you'd want both. <laughs> but. Yeah, but but and and that's the thing. So right now, Mbappe is better than Haaland, whatever. But if Haaland is who's been better this year, let's say he's also better next year, and he's also better next year, and he's also better next year. In what reality are we saying that Mbappe is better than him? Because Haaland's had four seasons in a row where he's better than him. No, yeah. Like, like I, I think it was the example I gave you. If I, if you got the ball on the halfway line, a full team in front of you, you'd rather Mbappe have the ball, but you'd rather Haaland be the one to finish it off. Yeah. What was that? It's just, it, it just, just annoys me. I say it's this weird snobbiness of, uh, is, you're not pretty enough for me to watch. So I'd rather my player score five world class goals than fifty fucking tappings. Oh, it's something to talk about. We really talk about a city oh. boring to watch because they just pass the ball around. Pissing me that's... off. Wins the games. <laughs> it annoys me. It annoys me. Um, but there we are. That is Erling Haaland. Um, and just the last thing to say on that, and ask ask you this: Berbatov and Van Nistelrooy. Who was the better footballer? No one is going to say Berbatov was a better footballer than Van Nistelrooy. No one. Ber- Ber- Berbatov was like he was. He was the closest thing to a plank. But yeah, the best but, first touch. But, yeah, I've exactly. Ever seen. A brilliant first touch. Very pretty to watch. Um, excellent technical ability. And Van Nistelrooy, on the other hand, oh, he only scored one goal outside the box for United. Got to be a tapping merchant. He's not even that good. Well, and, no he's, one and he's is... involved in a lot of the records. Yeah, no one is going to say Berbatov is a better footballer than, than Van Nistelrooy. So I don't know why we're doing a similar thing just because Holland isn't pretty to watch and all that stuff. But yeah, whatever. I'm annoyed, Gasky. Can you tell? Yeah, but you're going on holiday tomorrow. Oh, yes, that's a good segue. I'm going on holiday, guys, so you're not going to be able to listen to our dulcet tones for a couple weeks. Um, did we establish it was like the 15th fish when the next podcast uh, might be? Look, uh, let me check my calendar. Uh, it's, we're looking at yeah, we're looking at 15th slash 16th of May. Okay, yeah, so it's going to be a, a while. Uh, lots of games will have been played by then. City's first leg in the Champions League. Will have been played Ooh. by then. I know Ooh. tough times. So and, we'll and no, before anyone says, I know there's not going to be me on my own. I can't do that. <laughs> that would be. I'm, that's it. I'm mentally not prepared. <laughs> I'd be, I, yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if you want, if you want to hit hit me up when I'm away, if you want to uh, give it a go, we can find out. <laughs> I'll do it to stream. <laughs> put in the com- put in the comments of uh, on YouTube if you want me to stream the games. <laughs> Gask, you're doing a city watch along. Uh, that'll be good uh, but yes guys uh, that's that's been the podcast it's, you, it's gonna be a while since you ne- next hear from us hopefully you enjoyed this one um a slight a slightly longer one than usual because we did spend a lot of time on city Arsenal. but it's the biggest game in the season yeah. gasky we had to didn't yeah, we you have to don't you you have to yeah it, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not half, it's not our fault arsenal was shit so yeah and the city were brilliant it's not our fault yeah yeah and it's not our fault that well, people have been, that. yeah slandering yeah. holland like we've got i've got to back my boy i'm not i'm not having it I'm not having him disrespected like this. Of course, of course he can be the best footballer in the world, you stupid idiots. Yeah. Bros before hoes. Yeah. And just because he's not as good as Messi, that it's not... The bar isn't Messi or nothing. It's not like, oh, the book doesn't stop at Messi. Like, 
you, you can. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's at the front of the book, and there's a big gap to the next person. But he's going. <laughs> but you know, he can. A player can be the best player currently without being compared to Messi. And Messi's not going to be here in like three or four years. Holland will be, and then we'll be talking about who's who's currently the best player in the world, not who is the greatest in history. There's a big difference. Big difference. Um, yes. Hey, I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm going to go finish the rest of my tacos. Um, Gasky, have you enjoyed today's podcast? As always, as always, it's been it's been it's been lovely. You know, we've enjoyed. We'll laugh at Chelsea again. Mm-hmm. We've been able to laugh at Arsenal. Let's hope I can have a happy evening. And United can win. Yeah, that would be nice. Fingers crossed. That'd be nice. Yes. I mean, that's for Gasky. Pray, pray for Gasky. Pray that United beat Spurs for his sake. Uh, but yes, uh, we won't be back for a couple of weeks. Really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but this has been the Knobcast, and realistically, City should be almost have won the title by the time we are back. But we shall see. I've been Nobbins. I've been Gasky. And we will see you guys next time. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>